Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with our co-host, Mr. Greg Pease. And as every week, you guys already know I'm excited to be here and bring value for you guys. This week's topic, we are going to, we've talked about this topic in, in different um, in different forms before, but we're going to create some framework that's going to really allow context it's, it's really going to allow uh, context for the content. So so what I mean by context for the content and what we, what we provide today, like if you were really thirsty and I gave you a strainer to go grab water in, it wouldn't be a really good context for you to hold the water in. But if right. I gave you a cup, it'd be a lot better. So today um, we're going to provide you a cup to hold some of the content we've shared in the past. Yeah, and I want to preface this, you know, because this is something, and we've all seen it, and I'm not saying there's a wrong way or right way or anything like that. But you see people and that the attitude is, if you want to do this, just go out and do it. Yep. You know? And there's the the thought like, hey, you want to be a professional basketball player? Go out and just start shooting hoops. And yes, this falls into one of our previous podcasts where we talk about, hey, there's no perfect timing. Just go out and do it. Do something to get there. But there's also more efficient ways to arrive to whatever that goal is. Well, and 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 also um, there's very efficient ways. And, and also, like, so we've talked about it before, like you said, like you got to get out there, just do something. Right. That I don't want to, I, I want you guys to understand that we are not taking away from that. And actually what we're about to give you is to empower that. Yeah. But you see what happens is we, we talk about um, setting big goals and, and thinking big and so on. And, and what happens is without properly tracking our metrics and without properly aligning our goals and, and building out a plan, you see like, hey, um, let's say if I've never earned six figures in a year and I say, hey, I'm going to earn seven figures this year. Yeah. See, when I don't achieve that and I went out and I just did something, then I would think that all the framework was wrong. Yep. But in actuality, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I mean, unless I get lucky, okay, and, and for, for a small percentage, okay, luck is an option, for a small percentage, I've given up on it a long time ago, I like to play the odds, uh, but but the deal is, for most of us, we're, we're probably going to need to get to six figures before we get to seven figures. No one said you can't get to seven figures. This isn't about money, I'm just using it as an example because money excites most of us. Right. No one said that you cannot get to seven figures, you're probably just going to have to set a goal and a plan to get to six figures first. Yep. Okay. But we still, you still got to get, if you're like, Hey, I don't know how to get to six figures. I don't know how to get seven figures. I don't know how to get six. That's where it's like, Hey, go out and do something. Yeah. And, and even in our other podcasts, when we've talked about, let's say you go out, you do something, you're giving it a shot, you're trying it, you're jamming, you know, it is, it isn't working. Don't forget about what, you know, the other thing we talk about is find out what's the missing piece you need mm-hmm. and find the guy who's most knowledgeable in that. Yeah. No, it, there's a quote that I read a while back, and it's funny because I used to do this thing where I'd post quotes quite a bit, and there were ones that were impactful to me, and I'd sit there and I'd read, you know, 100 quotes, and I'd be like, oh, my God, this one right here is profound. And you said something that triggered that thought process, and I remember this. I remember this specifically because what I had in this picture, and it was a picture of a, a Porsche, and back in the day, you know, my thought was like, I really want to get a Porsche. I want to work my way to get a Porsche. And again, we're talking about monetary things. Obviously the, the complete objective is not monetary, but for me, that particular goal was, it was a Porsche. It was a, it was a Panamera. And I took this quote and placed it on top of this car and made a picture out of it to where I could see it. It would come up on my screensaver. Mm-hmm. And what it said, it says a goal without a plan is just a wish. And so that's what we're talking about here. You know, yeah, it's it's nice to say I'm going to be a millionaire. Okay, cool. How? How are you going to get there? What's the first step? Yep. First yep. step, you know, and, and then how do we track that? So the fact of the matter is, is yes, you know, you can go out to a basketball hoop and you can throw the ball a hundred times. 
you know, and eventually maybe you'll get in a stride and you'll start hitting that shot. But the second you go from that free throw line over to the side, now you're missing the shot again. Now you got to start over again. You know, so what we're looking at is we're looking at efficiencies. We're looking at what steps does it take in order to accomplish a goal. We're looking at what metrics do you have to measure? Because let's face it, and, and Greg, you and I talked about this before we went on air. You know, if I come to you and say, hey, you want to be successful? Do Facebook videos. And then you go and you hammer out two videos and you're like, well, it's not working. It's not, I'm not successful. Of course, you have to do something enough times to create a metric that you can look at and say, hey, I did this 48 times and I got one response out of it. Yep. yep. So now I know in order to accomplish X, I need to do it 48 times and X will accomplish. So now if my goal is to have 10 X's, I need to do this 48 times times 10 which is 480 times to hit the 10 times of whatever X was that I wanted to accomplish. That's huge. And I didn't mean to overcomplicate that, but what I'm saying is, and this was a metric you used to use. I used to work in a call center type environment back, you know, earlier years in the mortgage industry. And they're like, okay, your metric is three hours on the phone, $300 a day. And they came up with that metric of knowing that on average, if you spent three hours talking to clients in some form or fashion, or made $300 in a day, you would complete two applications and two applications should turn into one deal, you know? So they knew if you wanted to close five deals a week, it was three hours a day. It was 300 dials, one of the two, and then you get your two apps and then you get your one application five days a week, five applications. So knowing those metrics and being able to track it, we're talking about real things that are repetitious that you can go in and you can say, okay, when I do this X times, it produces this result. Mm-hmm. And, in, and that's at any level. That isn't, that, it, it's not a millionaire. You know, it could be that you want to um, increase your, your height jumping. You know, if you're a high jumper, basketball player, or something like that, it could be that um, you want to slow your times in, in a, a marathon setting is running, you know, expectation or something like that. So there's a lot of ways that we can go back and we can look at the metrics going to be different for everybody. But the biggest thing that you have to understand and that you have to know is that X equals Y, whatever yeah. that activity is spits out Y. And I need to do that many, that many activities in order to create and accomplish that. And I, so, and I'm sure we've, we've talked about it before, but so when you're so we need a plan right we all know we have to have a plan to get there and when you're building your plan and you start realizing on step four and step five um you're like man i don't know how i would um we'll just uh, i've been running with money so we're gonna talk about that today you get to six figures and you're like man i'm not sure how do i scale from the mid six figures into the seven figures mm-hmm. and 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 you know what those problems are and i want to make sure that i'm set up and so on and so forth what's important to note and we've talked about it in, in many different podcasts is that first of all just just take action okay yeah. just get step one and and without ever had managing the six figures you're not even sure sh- you, of course you don't currently have the context for step five's content. Mm-hmm. So yes, build out a plan, but but don't worry about how the whole entire plan is going to come to fruition. Worry about how step one and step two are going to come to fruition and do those because then you're armed with step one and step two by the time you get to step three. Yeah, and that's the thing. Once you perfect or get those steps down, they become very simple. You know, that's the thing is, is as you're building up and you're getting to certain points, eventually you'll plateau out and you'll say, okay, well, well, I can do this portion pretty easy. You know, and I like to use the weightlifting portion of, or the weightlifting analogies, because I feel like being at the gym is something a lot of people can get, but you have individuals that go in there and the first day they're at the gym, they're picking up 12 and a half pound dumbbells and they're doing 10 reps and they're like, oh, I'm gassed. 
And then these people have been there for X time and, and, you know, now they're at 35, 40, 50, 55 pound dumbbells and they're still accomplishing, you know, the, those 10 reps to get to where they want to be from a physical standpoint, but they've accomplished step one, two, three, four to get there, which is 12 and a half pounds, 25 pound bar or dumbbells, 30 pound, you know, and they're, they're progressing up the way up. Right. Yep. And so now they can go bang out 50, you know, reps of a 12 and a half pound dumbbell. Um, and, and that's, that's part of it. So once you've done it, you know, you can create a better, more fluid pattern to get it done and probably you achieve the same results with less actions. Well, and, and I like what you talked about, um, you know, tracking the metrics, mm-hmm. you know, along the way, you know, you did that 12 and a half, then you did that 20, then the 25, then the 30, whatever the case may be. Um, tracking each one of those metrics allows you to look back right. and see your progress right. and also now starts giving you what uh, the term I'll use in the, in the military uh when you're when you're calling for fire, uh, they use the term bracketing mm-hmm. um, to get on target. So essentially, now you can see, okay, from twelve and a half pounds to twenty pounds, it took me four weeks. Right. But from twenty to twenty-five, it only took me two weeks, and from twenty-five to thirty, it only took me a week and a half. Well, now we can see our curve from from thirty to thirty-five might only be one week. Now, mm-hmm. I would definitely set my goal there. But see, now that 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 by tracking those metrics, um, the reason you know, and you look back that twelve and a half to twenty, that was week one. It took the longest to make growth because you were the newest at it. Right. But by tracking these metrics, it allows me to now start setting more accurate future goals right and that's that's why things like uh are you familiar with that my fitness pal i'm not okay so my fitness pal basically you you put in your exercise you know it, it'll link up with the apple watch will link up with the garmin watch you put in what you've eaten throughout the day and it'll tell you it'll say okay you've intake you know you, you've taken in 2,000 calories but you've worked out 2,200 calories you're going to start losing weight by by nature of math you're going to yep. start losing weight you have a deficit. the reason why that's such a successful app is because it's it's taking those metrics and and boiling them down to the simplest form which is hey you're going to lose weight if you achieve below this calorie rating every every week or every day and so that's all we're saying to do to simplify what it is that you're doing to try to be successful and accomplish your goals is just figure it out from a a math standpoint and saying, Hey, you know, if I do this every day consistently nonstop, and if I track this metric, it's going to produce this result without fail. And, and like you said that, you know, using that app simplified it for you and, and allowed you to see it and realize it. And I'm going to go ahead and hopefully it's okay. I'm going to do a spoiler alert, you know, really diving in on our, on our next episode, we'll be talking about, um, self-talk yeah. and, and the, the topic in general, is self-talk, not just because we've done one on, on, I don't know if you guys remember PMA, positive mental attitude. Mm -hmm. This isn't just about positive self-talk or just about negative self-talk, but we're going to go into self-talk. But we really wanted to lay down the framework today because it's an important note, and I wanted to go ahead and give you that spoiler alert so you can already start creating some framework for next week's episode. Our self-talk, you know, when we have, sometimes we have losses that create or or could be wins that create self-talk that we then have self-talk around uh, but that loss or that win may have been um, luck or happenstance right whereas once we're tracking the metrics our self-talk can now be very logical and very factual to ourselves based upon the metrics well and let me give you an example of that so this was something that was taught to me and if, to me at that point in time mind you I was at what I would consider a successful point in my career and when it was said, I was like, oh, how'd I go this long without knowing that? You know? <laughs> and that was this. And, and here's what, what a mentor of mine suggested and pointed out. You have to keep track of time versus uh, 
production. And what he meant mm-hmm. is, you know, you have people that will use 40 hours of your time a week and they will produce, let's just use a, a crazy analogy. They'll, they'll produce $10,000. Okay. We're going to use that analogy, the money, because that's something we can all track. So they consume 40 hours a week, but they use, they, they, they produce $10,000. Well, you're stepping back and you're like, wow, I'm making $10,000 off this person. This is awesome. You know, but then you have this individual over here that uses 10 hours of your time, but produces $5,000. In the grand scheme of things, we look at that and be like, well, that's a lower producer. They're only producing mm-hmm. 5,000. This person's producing 10. Well, that person's only using a quarter of the time that the person that's producing more. So yeah. why wouldn't you pour in more to the person that takes up less to allow you the free time to produce more to the people that take up less and get more at the end of the day? Yeah, yep, yep. You know? But and, you wouldn't know it if you didn't track it right. Keep going. Exactly. Well, and, and that's the thing. So knowing those metrics and saying, okay, here's where I'm spending my time. Here's where I'm doing X activity that's producing Y result. And I'm doing this activity in a different fashion, and it's producing a smaller result, but it has a greater impact because the time that's spent into it is less. Mm. And when you compound that result, you actually get a better result overall. Yeah. So, I mean, that's to me, that was profound because I was looking at it. I'm like, you know, and, and you know this, I work with quite a few different agents, and I'm looking at my pool of agents. I'm like, wow, all I'm these not, people are Alex, so great. I'm not the only one. No, <laughs> not this week. You're not. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, great. But you have this pool of agents, and and you're looking at it. And you're like, oh, these are all superstars because you compound them together. You're getting a great result. But then when you start pulling out these metrics and you start looking, you're like, yes, I'm doing it, but I'm spending ninety percent of my time with this person, and ten percent that I have. You say it, the time to love on people with yeah. these individuals. Yeah. I have cost myself more than that's worth. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so knowing that and understanding that and, and that metric, once again, that may not help you achieve to the next level, but it may help you utilize the time that you have better. And, and uh, can, uh, can I just inter- interrupt you? I think it's important to note or I feel so compelled to, to note to people mm-hmm. when we talking about because I, I talk, I like you said, love. Them. I love that. You know, I got love on my people. Love on them. Yeah. I got, and and, and love on them. <laughs> and uh, so, so, but I, I felt like it was important to note on what you just said. I thought it was really important to note. Someone could have walked away or could now walk away with the belief that, so are you only loving on people that are of value? No, 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 no. See, here's what I want to clarify real quick and what's really important. Right. When we have a mutually beneficial relationship mm-hmm. where I give you X and you give me Y, right. then it is it is weighed upon a scale of how much time you get for Y. Yeah. When I love on my people, it's right. not for that that's just me putting it on you. You don't owe me nothing. Right, but right. when we have a when we have a a uh, beneficial, mutually beneficial relationship and an agreement to mm-hmm. produce to each other at some level, right. then the scales have to be balanced. And that's what we most. I mean, most of it. That's what we have in a professional environment. You know, if your job is to sell bottles of water, like you're producing a product that somebody else is going to use to perform whatever it is they're looking to perform. So the the objective is. How much does it cost for me to produce this bottle of water to deliver it to you? And how much of that time do you take from me in order to sell this bottle of water for a profit? Mm -hmm. And if you take three hours asking me about what's in the water, where is it made? What is this? What's that? That's not valuable. That's not a valuable usage of time. Now, I want to give water to everybody, you know. But the flip side of this is, is like you said, loving on people just to love on them doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing so for a profit. It just means you're doing so because you enjoy working with those people or being around those people, you know, and, and as you know, uh, I, I believe I told you this before. I had a buddy of mine. He's like, I'm getting out of the industry. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like we're buddies. I don't, you can yeah. never sell another house again for the rest of the, you know, for your, your entire life. And we're good to go. Yeah. Like you're still my friend at the end of the day. And that's the great thing about what it is we do is 
my people are my people. You know, if I work with you, it's because I enjoy working with you as an individual and as a friend, and I can call you a friend. Beyond that, we, we just don't work together. And that to me I is my that's metric. Important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a metric I understand about me is I have to be able to be myself anytime, whether we're a good situation, bad situation, you know, we have bad news, good news, whatever it is, I need to be able to relay that information and not have to sit there and dread that conversation that we could have because that's counterproductive for me. Man, I heard someone say this. That's powerful. This one, this one doesn't really, we're, we're going to have to, it's going to be another topic. Uh, but someone said to me the other day, uh, they asked me like, what's your 100% guarantee? And, and so it was a little bit, you know, like you kind of, I'm not sure where everyone's mind went there, but my, my mind went a little bit like, I, I kind of get what they're getting at, but what? Yeah. And so the guy explains to me, he said, dude, your, your 100% guarantee is how you operate on your worst day. Yeah. And, you know, how raw can you be with people? Um, and, and that, that, that's it, you know, what you talked about. It's very important. Um, right. that, that's a whole nother, another topic, whole nother episode, but you got me excited there. No, that's that we're writing that one down. So see, everyone's getting this like forward thought of okay, this next episode is going to be about this. So, we, you know, but but there's some great content to come. The biggest thing is is like like Greg said, we had to lay out the framework for our next topic because we realized when we were talking about this prior to the show that hey, this next thing we're going to talk about is really really good, but we have to preface it with this thing or else it's not going to make as much sense as if we did it this way. And bear in mind, like Greg says at the beginning of every show we have. Our objective is to come out and provide you with a nugget. And it doesn't have to be a block of gold, just a little tiny pebble nugget, you know, that that you can take and say, you know what? I listened to 18 minutes of you, and there was a 30-second window where something changed the way I thought. That's all we're here to do, you know. So, um, Mr. Springer, any closing thoughts? Getting into the closing (laughs) thoughts. You know, honestly, um, I I really want to – I normally – my closing thought is usually some type of, like, direct – call to action yeah um I, i'm not going to leave with a direct call of action because this one is next week this one is to be continued and i cannot wait to share with you around self-talk there is so much power in it and i want to point out again i didn't say positive or negative self-talk i said self-talk there's so much power in it and i'm just really excited to uh chat with you guys about it next week yeah no it's gonna be awesome so i am gonna break the norm you know, Greg's usually the one that throws out the challenge. I'm going to throw out the challenge this time. And I'm going to encourage you as a listener to figure out one pillar of your success and start measuring that pillar, what it takes to accomplish whatever it is that you're shooting for when you perform that action on a day-to-day basis, whether it's, you know, putting screws into the side of a, a vehicle as it comes through the assembly line or talking to X amount of people, you know, throughout the day or handing out X amount of business cards or social media posts, whatever it is, I want you to track that metric. And I want you to tie that metric to a result and then ask yourself, what could I do to multiply that metric to produce a better result overall? So that's my challenge to you. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You know, hopefully, like we always say, this is a beneficial conversation for everybody. Um, Thanks again, and and we look forward to that that conversation next week. That's going to be huge.